Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's episode, I want to talk about an aspect that I feel is being overlooked. I really haven't seen it talked about much, if at all, when it comes to the coronavirus. Well, not just the coronavirus, but the U.S. as a whole. Um, one of the biggest things that I've seen surrounding this virus is individuals speaking about how unprepared the United States is and looking and seeing, well, hey, our healthcare system is just not up to snuff. It's, it's, it's not up to par. And so um, I was just thinking about this today because um, I've just been... Anytime I can see something about the coronavirus, just anytime I can see anything, any type of information, I like to try to read it, um, meditate on it, and try to form a an opinion or a conclusion based on what it is that I read. And so the overwhelming thing that I've come across is individuals talking about the U.S. healthcare system and how it just, it's not worth it. It's, it's so expensive and the service that you get from it, it, it just doesn't add up. And so one of the aspects or the main aspect that I wanted to bring forth was, okay, the healthcare system is not going to say bad, but it could be a lot better. But as American citizens, how healthy are we really? That's the question. How healthy are we really? And the reason I I asked that question is because some of the um, information that has been cross-referenced as it pertains to coronavirus is that individuals with pre-existing conditions or medical conditions are a lot more susceptible to the severe conditions. side effects or the severe symptoms of the coronavirus. So which made me stop and think because when we look at the television screen or at least when I look at the television screen, we're looking at the death. We don't they're not necessarily um touting the recovery as much. It's all about, you know, death, death. And so one of the things that, you know, that's another key aspect that made me really stop and think about this was, okay, let's just say that 75% of these individuals had pre-existing conditions. And so one of the things that I've noticed um, in my personal life, not me personally, but from individuals I, I know personally, that take medicine for ailments, they take a medicine for the ailment then they take another medicine that's supposed to help with the side effects of that medicine. And then they may take another medicine that's supposed to help with that side effect. And then if it's still that, they take another medicine for that. So one of the things that we've um, all pretty much should have gathered now is that your immune system needs to be strong to fight off viruses, any type of thing of that particular nature. So if you're susceptible to taking multiple medications to help override certain side effects, then obviously your immune system isn't where it needs to be. It's not, it's not up to par. 
And so once you get a virus that like this or even another type of virus or, or something of that particular nature, the end results could be extremely fatal. It could be extremely fatal. So it goes back to how healthy are we as a country, right? One of the big um, <clears throat> global um, problems is global warming. Um, and I have my opinions about global warming, um, you know, but this is not the podcast. I want to talk about that. But what we know about global warming and pollution, burning of fossil fuels and things of that particular nature, individuals that have worked in the coal industry, individuals that work in the oil industry, um, individuals that have worked in old factories that had asbestos in the structures. Um, you know, I've seen people make, you know, the joke about um, the mesothelioma and things of that particular nature. All of these, have you been um, around asbestos or something? Call this number. You may have a case. So when we put all of these particular things together, we have a a nation, at least in my opinion, that is not as healthy as it needs to be. So you couple that with a iffy healthcare system, then you have the ramifications and the numbers that we're getting now. But again, like I said, multiple people are focusing on the healthcare. And one of the things that I talked to my wife about um, was that now when you go to restaurants, um, it wasn't always like this. I remember a time when it wasn't like this. You would go to a menu and just order. But now when you go to a menu, they have calories next to it. And below that, they have the average calorie intake should be 2,000 calories. Now, I told my wife, I said, hmm, that's interesting. And the reason that it's interesting is because I feel that it's putting too much emphasis on calories, but it's not putting emphasis on what type of fruits, vegetables, all of the things that you need. We all have seen the the pyramid of what it is that you need um, to intake, but everyone's body is different, right? Everyone's body is different. And so when you don't necessarily study your body, if you just go by and say, well, hey, let's just count calories or whatever that is, you could be intaking more of something than you need, which is diminishing something else. And if you're not taking multivitamins or things of that particular nature to help balance things back off, then your system is out of whack, which I feel can gravitate towards your immune system to lower it because your immune system, it needs things to, to stay. Uh, the biggest thing it needs, obviously, um, is vitamin C. And you can get vitamin C from a multitude of things. But I don't feel that from a globe, from an overall perspective, the United States has an initiative or is pushing an initiative for individuals to be healthy, right? Because um, we have the baby boomers, which based on all calculations is the richest group of people in American history, and they're retiring. And a lot of these individuals are retiring with ailments 
because they were working when America was building, when it was when everything was industrialized, when it was just raw. And a lot of them were retiring with ailments. And a lot of them have, you know, may have picked up drinking, smoking cigarettes and, and things of this particular nature. All of the, the, the spoils of being in a country in which you can buy, you can do, you can pretty much be anything that you want to be, right? And you have access to all of these things. And one of the things that comes with that is you're supposed to do certain things in moderation. But a lot of people don't do things in moderation. People don't drink in moderation. People don't smoke in moderation. People don't eat in moderation. And people are not maintaining their health the way they need to maintain it. So one of the things that I, that I noticed, because I like to try to do research a lot before I bring forth any information on this podcast, because like I said, I'm always looking to learn new things. And I was startled and shocked to find that the two healthiest countries, the two healthiest countries, and they took in healthcare system as well in this calculation. The two healthiest countries were Spain and Italy. Spain and Italy. So let's stop for a moment. Spain and Italy are ranked the two healthiest countries, yet they are the two countries that are most ravaged by the coronavirus. The two healthiest countries based on the metrics that they put out. How is that possible? How is the two healthiest countries with seemingly better health care than the U.S. with less population than the U.S., I might add, how are they, how, how are there more deaths? And again, like I said, I don't want to just attribute the deaths to the coronavirus because, like I said, I'm, I'm sticking to the premise of pre-existing um, conditions. So, they have the best healthcare systems, best treatment, you know, best whatever, but yet something of this nature can come in and wipe them out. Now, obviously, one of the other um, cross-reference facts about the coronavirus is that people over a certain age are more susceptible. And Spain and Italy also are two of the oldest countries in the world. So you could maybe cancel, cancel that out because they have the best health care, but they're the oldest, right? And so they're the oldest and old, older people usually have pre-existing conditions, right? So they essentially have a double negative working in their, you know, not working in their favor, working to their detriment. But it makes me stop and say, okay, well, these two are the best, right? Right. These are the two best countries as far as healthcare. But we're talking about the U.S. healthcare system so much. But yet, we're not talking about how healthy we are as a nation. I told my wife, and, and this is a this is a double-edged um, sword. I told my wife, I said, we're in a society now where if someone calls someone fat, 
They'll get called out for body shaming somebody. If someone is too skinny, they'll get called out for body shaming someone. And it is okay now, essentially, to live an unhealthy lifestyle, right? I mean, a long time ago, it was it was the cool thing to do was was to smoke cigarettes, and now they made smoking cigarettes cooler. Now it's it's vaping. So, and not making things safer. They're just giving you more of it. You know, more tobacco, more drinking, more food, more, more this, more that. Um, mental health. It's a, I mean, it's it's a it's a, such a a big subject that I I don't understand why individuals are not talking about it more. I do not feel, me personally, that the United States is a very healthy country. I don't feel that way. I feel that there's a minority of people who are trying to change that. They're becoming vegan. They're trying different diets. They're putting together booklets. They're exercising. They're working out. They're doing this. But a study has shown that America has gotten fatter over the last 50 years. And for those like like myself who are not as um, seasoned or have a lot of expertise as it pertains to diseases and things of that nature, one of the things that I, I, I did come across is that a lot of things can happen in your gut. A lot of diseases and a lot of Bad things that are bad for your body, detrimental to your body, can start in your gut, start in your stomach by having too much fat, right? So if we're in a country that has gotten fatter over the last 50 years, that means that our gut has gotten bigger, which means that we're more susceptible to things like strokes, diabetes, heart attacks, things of that particular nature, right? Um, People getting legs amputated, people getting toes cut off, things of this particular nature, strokes, you know, all of these particular things like this, health concerns. And looking at the coronavirus, most people are looking and saying, well, the coronavirus is exposing that America isn't ready. They don't have enough respirators. They don't have enough beds. They don't have enough masks. They don't have enough this. They don't have enough that. But what I see is a situation in which, from a, a perspective, I'm, I'm a black man. And one of the things that I've learned is that older generations of black people, they don't like going to the doctor. There's a, there's a distrust with the hospitals, things of that particular nature. And I'm sure it's not just black people. But I'm just speaking from that perspective. So one of the things that I noticed that is trying to gain a little traction is people are saying, well, we should have free universal health care. We should have free health care. And okay, I agree. Everyone should have the ability to go to a doctor and get a checkup. Right. I agree. But the problem that I have with it, and I told my wife, I want to use this analogy. I used a car, okay? 
If anybody buys a brand new car or a slightly used car, you're going to have an owner's manual. And in that owner's manual, what's in that owner, owner's manual is it tells you at what mile point are you supposed to take that vehicle to a shop to get it serviced, right? At 20,000 miles, rotate the tires, change the oil. You know, anyone that has a new car or a slightly used car, you've seen this. And even if you have a old, old car, you it may still be in there. Now, the thing about the free health care is that are they going to do that? Are they going to give out a booklet? And, in, and if they do give out a booklet, would people adhere to the, to, to, to the booklet? In my, in my opinion, I don't think they would. Right? So... What you would have is, is that you would have individuals that once a condition has gotten to a point where we can't recover, that's probably when people will start going. Rather than people periodically going and saying, hey, we could do it. Now, obviously, of course, you can always use the propaganda machine, which can work and the propaganda machine is hey when you're this particular age you need to go do this when you're this particular age you need to go do that but one of the things that I'm 29 I'll be 30 next month one of the things that 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 I that I know is that my age group unless something is and I'm speaking for myself unless something just is really really bug, bugging me I'm not going to the doctor right I drive trucks, so every two years I have to go get a physical. So every two years I'm basically I'm obligated to go to a physician. But to go annually, just once a year, just for a random routine checkup, I don't do it. Right? I don't do it. And that could be somewhat the culture that's here. A culture that we don't go to the doctor. We don't go to the hospitals. We don't put things, we don't nip things in the bud, right? One of the things that um, I hear a lot of people say is that it's the small stuff that'll get you. It's the little things that'll get you. You know, that little slight cough. Like, hey, maybe I need to go to the doctor. You're like, no, I'll be fine. You still got that slight cough, then it progresses. And then it's like, oh, I'll be fine. Let me go take some, some over-the-counter stuff. And so once you get to the point where the over-the-counter stuff don't work and then you get to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh man, you know, I don't know what we can do. So I feel that you can't blame the healthcare system too much because I feel it's only working or it's only been built or sustained for individuals. It's built on a system of, I only really go to the doctor if something really, really bad is going on, right? And like I said, I know a lot of individuals that don't go to the doctor, right? Um, people don't want to hear bad news, right? People don't want to hear bad news. And one of the things that I told my wife is that, what has essentially been identified that is just like, okay, it's just going to happen. And one of the things, that, and, and that's cancer. 
every it's it's almost seemed that it's etched in stone that every single person is going to get some form of cancer point blank period whether you detect it early or whether you detect it later or in between it just seems that you're going to have a form of cancer right and or any other type of disease because a lot of diseases don't necessarily show symptoms as soon as you get it, they may show symptoms down the road or whatever like that, because maybe your immune system is still fighting. And once it, the symptoms start showing, your immune system is essentially depleted. It has nothing left to give. It has no more you know, forces left to fight anything. So now you have to go to the doctor, right? Um, it's a lot of stress in this world. Um, a lot of suicide rates are up, a lot of depression, a lot of these particular things. And all these particular things are mental health. And the key word in there is health. So we can bundle health up because you have doctors that are prescribed or doctors that study these particular fields for anything that, that you know, that is health related. And... If I feel, you know, if you're in a bad mental health space, you know, then your your physical health could start to deteriorate as well. Um, I told my wife, I remember one time I was going to Cincinnati and I saw a sign and what they were basically was promoting was carpooling because um, it was a smog advisory or, or something of that nature where they wanted you to carpool to put less vehicles on the road so it wouldn't be so much smog in the city. And looking at a city like New York, looking at a place like L.A., um, places of that nature where it's a lot of people living where it's a lot of smog, a lot of congestion and things of that particular nature, we have to you have to really stop and think that all this stuff that's in the air, how is it affecting people? Right? It slowly breaking you down. So when it comes across the news that a place like New York State, New York City is now the epicenter of the coronavirus in the US, I don't think people really take that because really people don't really stop and point at that because it's like we only are worried about the virus. Um, we got to get people to the hospital, this, that, and the third. While no one is just thinking that, you know, maybe people should move and go to other places. There are other states that have vast amounts of land that people could move to to help depopulate some of these cities, Right? Because a lot of these cities, people are packed sardines in a can. But hey, L.A., New York, Miami, Vegas, you know, Dallas, places like that. Those are the places you, Atlanta, those are the places you go. Those are the, those are hubs. Those are, if someone in another country, you know, talks about the U.S., they're going to bring up one of those particular cities because that's what they know. That's what they've heard. So, They'll move there. They'll go there because they say, okay, that's where it's happening. Oh, I want to be in a movie. Let me go to L.A. Oh, I want to be, you know, a finance person. Oh, I need to go to New York. Oh, I want a, a yacht. Let me go to Miami. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm all about black empowerment. Let me go to Atlanta. Oh, I'm somewhat of an intellectual. I 
I I I want to be in, you know, I just want to be around a lot of different other things. Well, let me go to Dallas or something of that particular nature. So, um, I'm sure there's someone smarter than me that may have a study on this. Maybe they don't. Maybe I could do a study on that. But I think that we need one of the other things that we can take away from this is how healthy are we? How healthy are we? How often are we going to do routine checkups, right, Um, to, to check on everything? Because the virus is, is spreading, but again, no one is talking about that the vast majority of people that get it are having slight symptoms, you know, this, this, boom, it's gone. But it, but new studies or whatever are showing that it's still in there. So you still have the possibility of giving it off to someone whose immune system may not be as strong as yours. But again, it brings it back. How healthy is the United States? How healthy is it? Where you can get food in droves. I mean, we have food eating contest. We have world's biggest burger, world biggest hot dog, world biggest pretzel, world biggest slice of pizza. Eating contest. You know, we 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 have these particular type of things leading to gut. We have hookah lounges. We have all of these, you know, particular different things. Now, obviously, the companies and the corporations are doing their job by saying, oh, well, you need to do these things in moderation. Oh, you know, lung cancer. Oh, you know, this, that, and the third. Oh, all of this particular stuff like this. You have all of it. So, I really think that if America was more poignant on being a healthier nation than a pandemic of this particular nature wouldn't be as bad as people are making it out to be because it's 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 I'm not trying to shortchange or anything it's it's bad death is bad point blank period death is bad not, no no let me change that not saying death is bad death is sad especially when it's a loved one, you know, no 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 one needs to try to diminish the value of anything because I've always heard that when an older person dies, um, essentially that's an encyclopedia. I mean, that's a library, encyclopedia, you know, of knowledge of what those people went through, right? So, so not to diminish that because they have so much wisdom, you know, and we're just speaking about the older people who seem, when I look at the imagery of people, uh, what was the lady? Uh, I forgot where she was at. She just turned 100 or 103, and the people visit, visited her, but they were outside the window waving at her. She, you know, she was waving back. You know, she was at her birthday. And I know individuals who, you know, that's one of the things that they do. They want to go see their grandparents. They want to go see their great uncle, great aunt. You know, they want to go see these people. But based on the condition and the way things are, they're not able to go see them because of the provisions that are set in place. But again, I'm not going to I can't point my finger at the healthcare system when we as Americans aren't as 
what's the word that I'm looking for? Weren't as adamant about actually doing the 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 routine checkups as we need to be. So this is what you get from a system, because maybe if we were doing more routine checkups, then maybe we there would be more supplies in you know the hospitals. We are we already see um anyone that's in college or anything like that notice that the medical field is expected to grow. It's expected to grow. Um, because as people are getting older, you're going to need more home health. You're going to need more of these particular people because, like I said, a large, the largest group of Americans ever is, are retiring. They're stepping away from work. So they're going to need these particular services. But again, they're going to be more advertisements in the future. They're going to be more commercials coming up. Did you work here? Did you work there? Were you exposed to this? Were you exposed to that? Call this number. Do this, do this, do this. And, you know, it could be, you know, another explosion of things, right? And so, I mean, you just have to be, and this is myself included because I'm guilty. Um, I probably could go. And check on myself more, right? I know I had an issue. My leg was was sore for like three or four months, you know, from playing basketball. I came down wrong. My leg was sore. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm like, you know, I'm young, you know. And after three or four, four or five months or whatever, it stopped hurting. Now, it could could have stopped hurting because um, if something was messed up, it's just like, okay, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to move like this or whatever the situation is that there's that I've had football injuries with my, 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 knocked my finger and I popped my finger back in place and went back to it. And like, you know, Hey, I'm invincible. Right. So that's just, that's, and that's, that's the way we look at it. And, and if I'm feeling like this, then obviously, Somebody else feel like it because one of the things that I've noticed, another thing that I've noticed, and I'm going to get out of here, um, is that the way the system, the way capitalism, the way the society is set up, we, we're not looking to miss any type of work for for injuries, ailments, or something like that. You may cut your finger, oh, give me some, you know, give me some uh, neosporin and a bandage. I'm good. You know, I don't want to go to the doctor. I'm not going to get any, go get any stitches or anything like that. I remember I had a four-wheel accident, skimped my whole back up, right? Skimped my whole back up. Some rusty barbed wire skimped me up. I didn't go to the doctor to go get a shot to make sure that, you know, any of that stuff had gotten into my skin or anything like that. My mom just put some neosporin on it, and that was that, (laughs) you know? So... Like I said, it's 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 the it could be the the macho culture, so to speak. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a woman, but I know women go to the doctor more. You know, for you know what they go for OBYGN things of that particular nature. So I'm, I'm sure they probably go more than men do. But um, with I just like I said, I feel like we're just not a healthy nation. And so when something like this comes. And I told my wife, I said, I don't feel that what I feel that the corona does is it just. I feel like it it boosts up whatever it was, the ailment that you had, you had it somewhat under control. 
And I feel like it just gives it another jolt and it just jolts it. And so instead of dying from the corona, I feel like most people are really dying from pre-existing um, conditions that they had. But obviously, when you're dealing with something like this, it, you don't, it's, you're not, it doesn't, it doesn't go along with the normal programming to really sit back. And plus, you don't really have time, so to speak, to really just sit back and say, oh, well, the person had the corona, but based on the autopsy and things like this, this is what did it. It wasn't the corona. It was one of their pre-existing injuries, right? Or pre-existing conditions, right? So, in conclusion, all I really just want to say is, is that mentally, physically, I feel if we want a better healthcare system, we have to make them do it and not make them do it in the sense that it's overwhelming like this, where it takes a pandemic to to show that the healthcare system isn't ready, but really it's not ready because they haven't been pushed to get to this particular point because we're not going to the doctor. We're not doing regular routine maintenance. Like I said, a car gives you a manual at this mile marker, do this, at this mile marker, do that. So I feel that if we, maybe if we had those particular things, it may rub off on the next generation to do it because I feel that my generation and generation um, over us, they're not doing that unless it's just I can't get out the bed or anything like that, right? So... It's another episode of Paradigm 132 Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, share. I'll be back to you again next week. Peace.